Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Baggies Broadcast. It's season four. It's episode 12. My name is Luke Hatfield. I'm joined, as ever, by the man, the myth, the legend that is Joe Massey. I am not a myth, mate. Mythical creature. Is that what that means? I don't actually know what that sentence means. I've actually written it before and I don't know what it means. <laughs> You've just heard it. You heard it somewhere. Before. I can't write that down. Sounds good. <laughs> it does sound good. I called you a legend as well. Oh, I appreciate that, mate. Uh... You'll get legendary status when you do do a full week of work. I know it was you off again yesterday. Well, that's never going to happen, is it? <laughs> never going to happen, mate. Never going to happen. Admittedly, I worked Saturday, though. Oh, good for you, mate. Yeah, you're supposed to help me cover West Brom, but, but we played on Sunday in case you didn't realise. I did realise. But, I mean, it, I wouldn't have been much fun there anyway. Um, how was your week off? Um, yeah, it was all right, mate. It was all right. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, fine. Just sort of fine, fine. Just passed me by, really. Um when you've got two kids, mate, you're always doing something. Do you know what I mean? Like, you just, if you're not working, you're looking after the kids. It's just, it's just so, so just, it flew by, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Um, went, went by um, in a flash, yeah. But, yeah, nothing, nothing. Like, obviously, it was my wife's birthday on the Wednesday. Um, went for a bit of breakfast and then had a nice day. It was all good. Oh, very good. Um, but, yeah, other than that, it was just pretty standard, really. Standard lockdown, annual leave. Any Christmas shopping? Wow. Christmas is bogging me down, mate, to be honest. Really? Because, um, obviously, like I said, it was my wife's birthday last week, mm-hmm. and then it's my little boy's birthday on December the 16th. He'll be one, man. Oh, wow. Um, so, I'm a bit birth- I'm a bit all in birthday mode. I mean, my wife has decorated, put the tree up and everything, and put the lights up, and mm-hmm. we've got all these like stockings all and stuff. It looks nice. Um, sat in that room now, actually, oh. with, a, with a Christmas tree, very festive. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. Not really done a lot of shopping. What about you? Are you all set for Christmas? I mean, I'm not really set. I've, I've I've been doing as I normally do. I mean, lockdowns really not had much difference on my Christmas shopping because I do it all online anyway. Um, but I've just had a like, I've I've been a bit silly really, and I've got like deliveries coming like every single day, and it's oh, we got deliveries coming all the time as well. Oh, it's a pain. It's a pain. Um, but yeah, my 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 office is now suddenly turning into like. Basically, Amazon's secondary warehouse. I've got, like, boxes everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I've not bought your present yet. I don't know what I'm getting you. Oh. People should send in suggestions. Oh, yeah, what should I get Joe Massey? I'm sure we discussed this before. Yeah, I think we have. Guess what, though? Go on. Guess what? (laughs) I'll tell you what the highlight of of my week off was. Oh, go on, hit me. It should be my wife's birthday. It wasn't. It was. You know, I love Football Manager. Oh, yeah? I won FM21. You won? I won it. I mean, how do you win it? I won it. And you know the website Who Scored? Oh, so you won a copy of the game. I thought you said you'd got the game and beaten it. And I was like... No, you can't You can't complete Football Manager. <laughs> I mean, speak to Jay from the Inbetweeners. <laughs> um, I know. I mean, if anyone could do it, Jay from the Inbetweeners could, obviously. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I won it. Oh, fair play. <laughs> Who scored had 100 copies to give away, um, and their thing popped up saying, put in your email address if you want to be in with a chance. Pop in my little email address, get an email a couple of days later, you've won Football Manager 2021. Oh, fair play. Yeah. So, yeah. That was, uh, yeah, well, that was good. That was I good. mean, that's not going to help in terms of workload and, and Christmas shopping, is it? Because it's just going to be your whole life. Yeah, exactly, yeah, but... Sort of powerful, of course. Isn't it? Speaking of Football Manager, I, I've I've got it on the new Xbox, oh, and, yeah. and I, I've I've ousted Jimmy Shan, 
but things aren't going well, mate. Are they not? So um, I've adopted a three-four-one-two formation, which is my preferred nice. formation. Yeah. Um, but the media have predicted me to finish second. I'm currently like ninth. Oh dear. Yeah. I'm starting to think the fans are going to turn. They're going to they're yeah. going to be calling for Shan back. I don't think you're going to see out the season, mate. I don't know. How many games have you played? I've played like ten. Have you? Yeah. First real like milestone of the season that is. Yeah, I know. It's not, it's not going brilliantly. I I've been losing games I shouldn't be losing. I knew you wouldn't be very good at it. Oh, the thing is though, like FA Cup, I beat Colchester. Colchester League like League Two, aren't they? Yeah, we went, didn't we? Yeah, tell me about it. I don't need to be reminded of that. Um, but yeah, beat them. Solly Moors, giant killings. But uh, it, in fact, it wasn't the FA Cup. It's it's the League Cup. Your mistake is 3 4 one, two, and I'll tell you why when we've stopped recording. But let's, come on. Okay. Five minutes in. This isn't a Football Manager podcast. As much as I would love a Football Manager podcast. <laughs> so if anyone wants to ever... Um, Start a Football Manager podcast with me. I'm probably I'm all for it. Get in touch. Also, finally on Football Manager, the last thing I'll say, G-WBA, rare shout-out. Um, rare shout-out. He's mentioned every bloody podcast. Yeah, yeah. But he, I saw a tweet, it's about two weeks ago now, where he has never played Football Manager. And that, was, that has kind of broke my heart a little bit. That's kind of broke my... Because he knows his football. Mm. He knows his football. And he's never played it. And he's sort of not played it because he's worried it will take over his life. Well, someone buy that, buy him Football Manager 2021 20, for Christmas. I mean, his fears, he needs his fears his are valid. It will take over your life. His fears are valid, but I think, he'd, I think he'd love it. So, but anyway, let's talk about Albion. But G-WBA, honestly, mate, get it. Yeah, give, it, get, get get, it. give it a go. Give it a go. Uh, let's do some proper work now. Okay, West Brom 1, Crystal Palace 5. Oh dear. Uh, that's literally got what I've got written down. I've just got that and then oh dear written down. Um, that wasn't very good. <sighs> no, it wasn't very good. I'm going to make some bold and outlandish claims probably in this uh, podcast. Um, Cannot wait. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I can't say much more than um, what I said on my video really, which was with Nathan Judah because again, you weren't working. Um, after the game, it's just the way it is. Um, getting, I'm getting used to it now. Um, but look, people will. Look, there's two school. Let's just say this: there's two school of thoughts um, to the Palace game. One by a lot of people is, and I can see where they're coming from, and it's that with or without the Mateus Pereira red card, Palace would have won the game. Um, Part um part that's partly because of their their front four, if you like, were were, were really really good. Mm. I mean, look, Benteke was good. I mean, I know he, he's become a bit of a, a a joke figure, hasn't he? Almost a little bit, yeah. Um, but he was good. Um, Albion helped him be good. Um, but I mean, his, his second good. goal was quality. Uh, it was quality, wasn't it? Um, Schlupp was all right. Um, but but easy and Zaha, Zaha was out of this world, wasn't he? Uh, thank you for saying that, right? Because that was going to be my first outlandish comment, right? Because they were both outstanding, Easy and Sahara. And on match of the day, um, they gave Easy man of the match. My outlandish comment is, I think Wilfred Zahar, that's the best performance I've seen from an opposition player this season. I mean, the second goal, that is unstoppable. I mean, as a strike, it's unstoppable. Brilliant strike. I, th- I think... The defender, I can't, I can't remember for the life of me who was, who was marking him at the time. 
needs to show him to the byline. Long, it was it was far long. Yeah, it needs to show him to the byline for me. But if you let him cut in, I mean, he can do that to you. I mean, people can feel. I mean, I'm not going to be offended if people say otherwise. Like, people get feel free to get in touch. I can't think of a better individual display against Albion this season than than Zaha. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic. I really did, and I think he makes such a big difference to them. And because let's be honest, when we've played the big teams this season, the big players haven't really performed. Yeah, you could argue Harry Kane stepped up for Spurs, didn't he? But oh yeah, he did. But he scored a big goal, but he didn't really. Spurs were poor. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't impact the game at all, really, Kane, bar that goal. Against Chelsea, I mean, Callum Hudson-Odoi and Mason Mount were hands down their best two players. Mm. Um, Leicester, I mean, Vardy scored, what, two penalties, but it otherwise didn't really have... Uh, was, it, was it Vardy? Was it Vardy? Yeah, Vardy got two pens, and he tested Johnson a couple of times, but he wasn't nowhere near the level Zaha was at on Sunday. No, may, maybe James Rodriguez for Everton? James was good, that's a good shout yeah, but I still have Zaha. I, I, I think Zaha's performance was better, but I think I think Hamez was pretty close. Although he's gone off the boil recently. Mm. I was listening to um, the football phoning on the way back and he was getting powders, really. Yeah, apparently um, not tracking back enough and stuff like that, is he? He's been guilty of that his whole career, though. I mean, he? you know what you're getting with a player like Hamez. So, I can understand that school of thought. I can, that basically... I think Easy's a fabulous player and he's an absolute fabulous player and Zaha was electric and Benteke probably had his best game in about three years mm. um, so I can understand why perhaps people would feel Palace would have won anyway but for me you never know what's going to happen after that red card um, and the truth is Albin started dreadfully let's be honest yeah. Zaha skinned a jai within about two minutes um, and could have put them one up at that early on, the the goal, the own goal's poor. Pereira is just weak um, against Zaha. He just doesn't even try to stop him, really. Yeah. Um, not good enough. He kind of looks to the ref, doesn't he? He's like, oh, is this a foul, please? Like, please. <laughs> yeah, please, please, exactly. He was looking for it, wasn't he? Yeah. It was just, please, please, you're right, please. And then, but then you've got to think what happened from that point on. Albion, from minute 15 onwards, they really sort of were the better of the two teams. Furlong's hit the bar. Pereira sent a volley straight into the arms of the keeper. Um, there was another chance. I can't remember what it was. And then obviously Gallagher's pulled them level. Um, and look, goals are the most... It sounds stupid, but it is... I genuinely believe it's people undervalue them. Goals are the most important thing in football. You, you see it all the time with player ratings. I've, I've mentioned this before, but... People will say, oh, yeah, he scored, but he didn't do anything else. Yeah, but scoring's the hardest thing. Like, you can't, you can't legislate, you can't underestimate putting the ball in the back of the net because it shifts momentum in games. It visibly, visibly lifts teams. Mm. And Albion had that goal and they were visibly, visibly lifted. And then Pereira was sent off. And they visibly, visibly deflated. But they didn't actually deflate after the red card. They deflated after, in my opinion, Zaha's goal. Bilic said it was after the third goal. Um, in my opinion, it was after the second goal. I agree with you and, there. I think. Um, and that proves my point again. Goals change moods. And Albion were already... They were, they were at a point in the game where they were, start, they were shading it when they scored. Mm-hmm. They scored and they would have, I genuinely believe they would have only got stronger from that point. 
Yeah, do you know what? Palace could have they could have been throwing forward. Palace could have hit them on the counter attack, gone two one up, and they would have they could they would have that would have impacted them in a negative way. Of course, it would have. But I genuinely believe from that point on they had they had an opportunity to go on and either win the game or draw the game, and that was taken away from them with that red card. It really was because. Albion reacted really badly to that second goal. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And they reacted, if we're being honest, kind of unprofessionally. Yeah, it's all it all kind of capitulated, didn't it? It complete they collapsed, they completely collapsed, and that is not good enough. But but mate, do you know what? If I'm being honest, part of me collapsed as well in the stands. Mm. Like I was there and I was like, when it got to three and four, I was like just writing my report. I was just like Cracked on with that, really. Send it off on the whistle. Don't. What was happening on the field? I tweeted the odd thing here and there, but to be honest, I like wasn't being as sort of prolific on Twitter as I normally would be. I certainly not if the game was one-one or in the balance at two-one or something. Mm. Um, and you just, it is, it is wrong because they shouldn't have done it. But it, but also it was human nature. Yeah, they became demoralised and they became dejected. And it's easy to do that, like. People say it's a red card. You've got to, you've got to stand up and be counted, and you know this and that, which is fair enough. But it's a red card, an incredibly debatable red card, which we'll get on to. And it's and it's the most talented player in the squad that's that's taken that red card. So you can understand why everyone on the pitch, everyone on the bench, will be so downbeat after it happening. And then obviously the goal goes in, which then compounds it. And you think, well, there's no way we're going back into this now. We've got ten men and our best player. Is he's already taking a shower? It's it's one. If it was a player where, not to talk any of the other players down, say it was I don't know Carl and Grant, right? Yes, he's a goal scorer. Yes, he's you know the 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 man who's who's the big signing, but he hasn't been in the best of form. Whereas Pereira, you know, even if he's having a little bit of an off day, he can still just a moment of magic. Yeah, and it, it, it's it's almost like Everton, Everton, isn't it? Like when they work, they go down the ten minute Everton, and you you know with Pereira on the field, there is a chance he'll score a free kick like that. Yeah, or there's a chance he'll just do something absolutely unbelievable and pull something out of the bag. Look, he's not been amazing this season. Let's not pretend he has. He's not. He, he hasn't set the Premier League alight, but he is arguably the one player in the squad who can produce an absolute moment of out of nothing brilliance. Mm. And I agree with you. I think it was worse he went. I think, there's, look, there's belief issues in the squad. We've said it a million times. Bilic has said it a million times. I genuinely believe once they went down to 10 men and once that goal went in, it, wouldn't, it doesn't necessarily matter who went off. I think Albion would have lost the game. I really do. But I do think it made an impact. It was Pereira more. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that completely. And, yeah, they did become dejected. There are belief issues. Bilic has said it. There are players who are still struggling to believe they deserve to be at this level. Gradually, that belief is coming because performances have improved. People can people can throw their toys out the pram and they can kick and scream and they can react to a 5-1 loss all they want. But the truth is, bar the second half of that Crystal Palace game, Albion have improved in the last three games. Mm. They were good against Man United. They were good against Tottenham. They beat Sheffield United, and they were and they were good for half half an hour, forty five minutes in that first half against 
on, on Sunday, against Palace on Sunday. So you, to suddenly be like Bilic out and jumping on, like hammering the players for... A, a, look, it was a shocking performance of 45 minutes. But I think... I, I just think with, with 10 men... You just got a caveat with the fact that it was with ten men. Yeah, let's talk about that red, the red card. Um, let's talk about VAR in general. I mean, every week we seem to be talking about this, this bloody thing at the moment. For me, it's not a red card. I can understand people's arguments saying, "Oh, look, it's it's." I mean, for me, it's it's just not a red card. I don't think he does enough to warrant a red card in terms of violent conduct. Is, is there any malice there whatsoever? We know that Pereira's got a little bit of of the the red mist, so to speak, that can descend on him at times, and we've seen that before. But I don't think he there's the the way I kind of judge is a challenge. I mean, a nasty challenge is the reaction of players on the pitch, and I know it doesn't dictate whether the decision is right or wrong. But other than Van Arnholt holding his stomach, and he doesn't really hit him that hard. There's not a single Palace player appealing for a red card there. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. And I, I mean, I, I have, I mean, ta- people might think I'm being ridiculous, but I've watched it so many times. I've watched it a million times, mate. Now I've watched it so many times. You wouldn't believe. Mm. Like I came back home last night, put it on my laptop, and I just watched it again and again and again and again and again. Um, from from the video you tweeted, actually. Oh yeah, um, I tweeted all right. That did. Um, and. Uh, I don't, I don't even know if he has flicked his boot towards him anymore. I've watched it so many times. I think it looks better in... It's one of them weird ones where it actually looks better in slow motion for Pereira than in in real time. Because in real time, I, I think it's harsh on Pereira because he's he's fouled, he lands on his back. Where are his legs really meant to go? Like, if you're going to... He's not going to, like, try and avoid him with his legs. And I'm, And he... Let's be honest. I mean, this was something I brought up on social media as well. You go back... 10 months and I know it's a different season Harry Maguire does worse to Mishi Batshuayi and he didn't see red card yeah I agree it's bizarre but even I think we can all probably accept I mean I'm, I might be wrong in saying I can't see even way Flix's boots wasn't but I think we can all probably work from a base of where Pereira has moved his foot towards the like stomach area of Van Arnhol with this with a flick it's not, a, but there's no force in it. There's no force in it. It's a tickle. Uh, there's no. He's not going to hurt the player. There is no way. It's not. It's not violent. It's not violent. It's. It's just. It's a tough. Like it's only Pereira knows whether he's kicking out, like or or, or pushing out because it's not really a kick to actually kind of get one back on Van Arnholt, or if he's worried that Van Arnholt's going to fall on him. Only he knows that. So, mm. I mean, and then there's a the whole argument of clear and obvious, but that's clearly, I mean, that's that's gone right out of the window, hasn't it? Because clear and obvious now is absolute... It's, it's absolute it's gone, rubbish. It? It's not a thing. No. It's just not a thing. The clear and obvious thing is just not a thing. I mean, that that is, it's like, that is the rule, so it makes it a valid point, but there's no way in a million years that's a clear and obvious red card. There's absolutely no way. And the referee going over to look at his monitor. I've watched. I mean, this is how, how ridiculous this got. I've watched the referee watching watching at the monitor. That video you put out yesterday is two minutes long, mm. 
and you obviously you watch the instant, you watch their replays of it on the big screen, and you get to watch the referee watching the screen, and he only watches it twice. Yeah, he's, um, he's. I mean, he's clearly got someone in his ear saying, "I think this is red." Go and watch it. He'll just look at it once and go, "Yeah, maybe you're right." And so, how he can watch it twice and come to that conclusion, I just don't know. I'm, I honestly, honestly don't know. For me, it's not... A, honestly, I'm not just saying it because it's I, I genuinely don't think it's a red card. And, um, and people at work today are winding me up, like my boss and the deputy editor, they're winding me up saying hey, it's a red card and it's violent conduct and all this, that and the other. And I just think it's absolutely ridiculous. Yes. I just think... I think it's ridiculous. Like, at the end of the day, Mark Halsey, former referee, said it's not a red. Ian Wright said it's not a red. Jermaine Genius said it's not a red. Just like at Old Trafford, Rio Ferdinand said it was a penalty for Conor Gallagher. Um... I don't know, I'm, I'm at a loss for it to be honest I just think it's absolutely absolutely ridiculous I, I, it's just annoying because I'm harping on but you know all the we know all the decisions that have gone against Albion, mm. don't we? We know the Dominic Calvert-Lewin one at Everton, we know the Conor Gallagher one at Old Trafford, we know um, yesterday with Pereira and personally I think Ivanovic and Gallagher both should have had penalties yesterday they're probably my five the Kai Havertz one against Chelsea handballs it, I mean if Furlongs is a penalty at Old Trafford, then Kai Averts has unballed it, and that Chelsea shouldn't be able to score there. But there's some ridiculous rule with that handball and second phases and all this, that, and the other. They can constantly point to these ridiculous laws. Mm. But what really, really frustrates me with VAR is that they always, you've, everyone's always said decisions even themselves out over a course of a season. Everyone's always said that. Well, if this was just left to the referee, if all these decisions had just been left to the referee, then Dominic Calvert-Lewin's goal at Old Trafford wouldn't have stood. Um, Gallagher would have got a, a penalty at Old Trafford. Yeah. And Pereira would have got a yellow card yesterday. Yeah. And that would have meant three for Albion, whereas the Kai Havertz one would have stood still. Yeah. And Chelsea would have scored. Um, and, probably, and Gallagher and Ivanovic wouldn't have got their penalties yesterday. Yeah. So it would be three each. 50-50. Yeah, like, it has evened itself out over the course of the season, but it, this isn't even itself out. This is fine. This is everything against Albion, and 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 everyone listening to this knows it ain't going to turn. It's not going to turn. Albion are not going to get five decisions to go their way in the remaining thirty, uh, well, twenty nine games, or whatever they got left. I mean, it might. They might. They won't. They won't happen. It won't happen. It will not happen. I think optimistically, I think you know. I don't. I don't always buy into big club bias. Um, I can understand why people think it's a thing. Um, and you, you only need to look at the fact that Man United have had so many penalties to think there's something not quite right here. But I, I do, I do think that there's a chance that Albion, you know, you could see the tide turn. Um, but you just don't know. Talking about the other decisions, I think Ivanovic should have a penalty for sure. Absolutely clattered by Gaeta. Um, doesn't get the ball. And it's one of those ones which I bet VAR didn't even look at. I think they'll have said, oh yeah, we we saw it, but we didn't deem it to be a clear and obvious error. I think they genuinely missed that. The Gallagher one, when I saw it initially, I thought penalty. When I saw the replay, I think he goes down a little bit too easy. He goes down. He definitely... There's no doubt about it, Gallagher's looking for the pen. Yeah. Um, but as Billich said, he used his body well. He, he drew the foul. 
And the question is, if that was in the middle of the park, would he have got a free kick? Yeah. It's a, it is one of those, isn't it, where it's an easy decision in the middle of the pitch. It's an easy, it's a, it is a foul. He has looked for it. There's no doubt about it. Um, but that's part of the game. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a foul. It's, I mean, uh, it's a penalty. And look, I mean, for God's sake, like he's, he's, he's playing for 10 men. Um, how many attacks are Albion really going to have? How many chances to score were they really going to have in that second half with 10 men? Yeah. I mean, Bilic set him up in a 5-3-1, which personally, I think that was a mistake. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a, yeah it's a, they, they were playing for penalties, really, weren't they? Oh, they, they, yeah, they, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that you shouldn't be playing for penalties. And I think it's one of those decisions where, regardless of what decision was made, VAR wasn't going to overturn it. That was more of a penalty than Pereira's red. Yeah, that was more of a penalty than Pereira's was a red card. But I can I can understand why. I mean, in real time, I'd have given it. If I was a referee, I'd have given it real time. Uh, but equally, if if it was the other way around and Zaha goes down that easy under, say, Shemi Ajayi, I'm saying he's gone down too easy. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with that. But I do think the referee has almost got an obligation to not even out, but to, I don't know what I'm going to say here, to be honest. I, I think, always I always think if you're a referee in this day and age when you've got VAR there, you'd be better off giving a penalty to get a look at it quicker. But admittedly, VAR did look at that one, according to the commentary anyway. But, I re- but VAR wouldn't have, if he'd given the penalty, no, you can't give the penalty, because if he gave the penalty... VAR wouldn't overrule it because they say it wouldn't clear an obvious error. True. It's a tough one for me. I've, I could I could see that either way. I, d- I do think he goes down a little a bit a bit too lightly though. It's an absolute mess. And my I know my last thing I want to say on VAR is and I know you've always been in favour of it. Mm. Is Look, we have to keep it for this season because it's only fair now. It's we started the season thing, consistency, it? and and God hopes that somehow there will be a turn where Albion get. Uh, let's hope that like Darnell Furlong dances down the wing against Newcastle if the game goes ahead, sends an absolute dreadful cross, and it hits the hand of someone practically just inside the area, um, and Albion get a penalty for it. Because and, and let's hope that happens at least three more times this season. Because that that was the only way it was slightly even itself out, but. What what I do want to say on it is it, I would scrap it the season after hundred percent I'd get rid of it um, and the reason why I get rid of it is I, the, having gone from the Premier League to, from the Championship to the Premier League in a very short amount, amount of time there's a massive difference in the levels there really is these players are supreme athletes and do you know what they're ridiculously talented they are they are quick and they move the ball quick. So if you're a referee and you make mistakes, that's all right. It's understandable. Like they, they they're supreme these footballers, and it's really hard to keep up with that. It's un- it's easy to understand why referees would make mistakes in person, live. It really, really is. Hmm. Um, but this is just beyond a joke. The fact that the technology is there and they're still making mistakes is unforgivable. I hear that. The one thing I would say is. It's easy to kind of say that now when, I mean, two seasons ago, there was blatantly offside goals being given. 
I mean, where it's it's not like the the linesman or the official the ref, referee's assistant, sorry, has just missed it, and it's it is a blatant offside. I think I've always said VAR is a good idea. The execution of it has been horrendous from start to finish in the Premier League. I would, I'd potentially ditch the idea of of doing VAR on penalties, stuff like that. If you think it's a penalty, give it. If you don't, don't. I can understand that because then you can say, look, it's a referee's decision. I think for offside, you need to figure out a way of, of making it work. I think I've seen a couple of arguments. My argument was always to have both feet behind in an onside position, stop the whole arm thing. I saw an argument the other day of having thicker lines to account for giving the attacker the benefit of the doubt. If you could have a thicker line there, um, yeah. I think that might be a good idea. But I'm not a fan of VAR on penalties right now because they're just not getting them right. VAR on some debatable red card decisions. I think you should only really go to VAR if he's if he's missed a, a proper. I mean, he's, he's dropped a proper clanger the referee in terms of a red card. Uh, and the, and for penalties, retaking penalties, that's just laughable. Yeah, I mean, I I think you make valid points. I I would genuinely scrap the lot because what you said for the red card thing, I think that's how it is supposed to be. Like, I think that is is supposed this clear and obvious. It is only supposed to be for major errors. But they're micromanaging every decision. But they're micromanaging everything. Which isn't. I don't. I, it, but can you imagine what that must be like to be that man in the middle? And if if he doesn't go to VAR or if the VAR in Stockley Park doesn't um, suggest that they look at it and then and they get the decision wrong, they'll be hammered. Mm. They're covering their own backs by looking at it again and again and again and getting the rest to look at it again and again and again. The one thing I re- I mean I, re- I did want to move on, but the, the one thing I don't understand, and someone sent this to me on Twitter, I don't know who it was. Apologies that um, I can't give you the, like name you for the credit you deserve. But why why haven't they got former players in Stockley Park? That's a good point. That is a cracking point. Three former pros. That's all you need. Get three former pros in there with the ref. They look at it and as players decide. I suppose the issue you'd have is you look at, say, match of the day. There are times when they've got, say, Alan Shearer on and they say, I don't know, Martin Keown, whoever. And they can't decide between them. Yeah, but that's why you have three, isn't it? So you put. Oh, so you so you just have a simple kind of two. If two two agree and one doesn't, and it's you go and vote in favour. Yeah, vote, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and to be honest, if you're in a, if you're in a situation where you've got three pros disagree, like that would be understandable then. Yeah. But I don't think any professional footballer would have sent off Pereira yesterday. And no, judging by the reaction of prof- former professionals as well. I'm yet to, I'm yet to see a former professional say. I mean, I, I I've not been hunting around Twitter at former professionals, but I've not seen any outspoken former professionals saying that's a red card. And the fact that Rio Ferdinand said Conor Gallagher's was a penalty. And he's he, I mean he's United through and through, isn't he? He's United. I mean, legend, he, really. yeah, he played at United for a long time. Um, so I think there's just got to be that element of. I think that's a personally. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Three ex pros in there with the ref, they can look at it um, and see what they think. Because I do think Jenis made an interesting point on match today. He said that um, he feels like pros have got to start looking after each other more. Mm. But he feels like they're exploiting it now. And they definitely are exploiting it. Players know what they're doing. Um, VAR, 
they're playing to VAR. Yeah. Um, and but obviously, pros are never going to look after foot pros, are they? Never going to look after the opposition. So, but I think yeah, three 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 former pros in Stockley Park with um, the the ref. I think that, that that's the only way. Is that's the only way I'd be on board of it staying next season. Yeah. Because otherwise, honestly, I'm done with it. Yeah, I can understand people's frustrations with it, and as I said, I've I've talked about the way it's been implemented, and it's dreadful. But I do think that it needs to stay in some respect next season. Um, we've kind of covered uh, the way that they've collapsed and the mental kind of strength of Albion a little bit. Defensively, though, I mean, even with ten men, they had a, they had a shocker that second half. Yeah, yeah. They had a shocker, and that is reflected in my player ratings. I mean, like there was a, a lot of fours and and stuff. Like they did have a shocker. I think <laughs> when things go against you, things really do go against you. And I, and I think some of the, some of the goals Palace scored were really good goals. Yeah. Um. The problem for me is, I don't know what Billet should have done at half time. And I love Philip Kravinovic, but this is nothing against him. I, just, I had a bit of a sinking feeling when he came on. Yeah. Like I, I don't know why. I just didn't... And I and you know me, like, I love five, three, five, two, and I just didn't... I just I don't know. Like, I haven't got the answer. I'm not I'm not saying what I think Billet should have done, because I don't know. Um, but I don't know. I know he, he probably set, he set them up to try and dig in and just backs to the wall for 45 minutes and try and hold on. Mm. Um, but I just think... Palace always had too much for that. Yeah. With the way Easy and Zaha were playing. I don't know what... I don't, like I said, I don't know what the alternative was. And look, some of the defending was poor. It was. Um, it really was poor. Um, but then some of the goals were, were excellent. Zaha's goal. Could Furlong get closer to him? Probably. But some... It was a good goal, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, it was a, I'd, I'd give credit to Zaha over, over talking the defender down. Although I do think he should probably show him to the byline instead of letting him cut in. Easy's one, not easy's one, but Zaha's second that is all easy. That should be stopped. Someone should win that ball. Yeah. I mean, he's danced past about five of them. Um, that is dreadful. Um, the second, the first Benteke goal. The, the good, stooping header or the one where he gets the ball and turns? Yeah, the stooping header. I think that's a bit soft as well, really. Yeah, the, the I, issue is with, when, you, when you're defending Benteke... He's going to beat you in the air from time to time, which is fine. But you don't want him beating you in the air, stooping down. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. I think Albion should have lost the game three-one. If they kept, they should have been professional enough mm. um, to lose the game three-one. And if they'd lost the game three-one, they'd still be eighteenth. Yeah. Um. And they conceded two goals that were far, far, far too soft, and probably and probably came because they were dejected. If we're being honest, yeah, yeah, they they want they 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 already wanted to get themselves home, didn't they? Um, last thing on the game, Gallagher again, the only, well, I say again, the only shining light. He was a shining light, you know, for, for Albion against Sheffield United. He really was the only player who really kind of stood out for me yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean. I- he, yeah, I mean, he was hands down Albion's best player. I mean, Sam Johnson could do nothing about the five goals. No. Um, I, I think they had a couple of... There was a couple of blocks, wasn't there, that 
um, Albion made to deny Palace, but pretty much everything went in for them. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was. There's nothing Johnson could do. Gallagher was by far the best player, Albion player. Um, yeah, he was, and now he started adding goals to his game. I mean, that is very, very, very exciting. I mean, I, I, we talked about on the last podcast about the comparisons to Frank Lampard, and that that is hard on him. 211 goals for Chelsea, Frank Lampard scored. Um, I mean, he's the club's all-time record goal scorer and he plays in midfield. I mean, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, that is mental when you think about it. It, it is hard. It's, I, mean, I mean, look, I'm 35. I, I, I've watched Lampard for West Ham. I've watched his whole career. But even I forget how good he was. Yeah, um, I mean, he was a good he, player. He was, he was fantastic. So it's hard to compare him to Lampard. But, I mean, my God... <laughs> You can see it. You can see it. And, and, and if he's scoring goals, then the lad's going to the top. The lad is going to the top. Yeah, for sure. He really is. And one final point. Callum Robinson. Is, oh, yeah. Should he, be, he should be starting. So this is a kind of a... Yeah, Billich wasn't asked about Robinson after the game. He sort of got lost, you really. Can, you can understand why after what happened. Yeah, it's not good. Um, if he hasn't didn't have a knock, which he obviously didn't, because he came on and played about half an hour. Um, I can't believe he didn't start. Yeah, I, I know. I know he spent he a lot of money start. on Dean Garner, but the way Robinson's been playing, they just look so much better with him on the pitch. I mean, everyone like I say it every week, I'm a massive Callum Robinson fan. Look, I'm a huge grade Dean Garner fan as well, and I, I said it months ago. I said I'd. I think it was when you were off. Surprise, surprise, you were off. Uh, God knows when it'll be, actually. That could be any week. Um, <laughs> but I did say I'd like to see Dean Garner in a, in a two, in a front two. And we sort of talked, this was Jude, and we talked about how that's sort of come in vogue, hasn't it? Like in recent mm. years, like um, Antonio at West Ham and um, Richarlison at Everton and even Andros Townsend at Palace. Yeah. They've played as strikers. Um and I said I would, I'd be fascinated to see how Dean Garner does up there. And I definitely think it was something worth exploring. But he's done it twice now. And he was anonymous in both games. Um, at Old Trafford, he was very, very quiet. And he did nothing yesterday. Um, and I can't see how he... When, I always think... Rob, I think Robinson is one of those players who always gives you something. Even yeah. on a quiet day, because his link-up play is so good. Even if he's doing his best work 40 yards from goal, he's still giving you something. And he's always from. willing to take a pot shot. And he's always willing to take a pot shot. Yeah, always. I mean, for, for me, Robinson starts every week, really. For me, it's, it's Grant and Robinson up front. Um, I can't, yeah, I'm, I was surprised. I was surprised. I do feel he is really unlucky at the minute. Really unlucky. I agree. Um, shall we answer questions? Yes. Okay. How long are we in? 40 minutes. Oh, that's not well, bad for us. We've flown through, mate. Um, Alan. Good old Alan. Yeah, I love Alan. Yeah, we love Alan. Uh, having been sent off for petulance, thus letting the team down, will Pereira now be banished to the darkest corner of the Hawthorns forever, a la Kieran Gibbs? Um, he won't because, as Bilic has said, he's sort of told. I don't. He's told about five players, um, 
that basically if Albion are going to stay up, they have to perform for them. Mm. Uh, I don't know who the five are. And we know Pereira's one, and we know um, Rutt Johnston's one. Yeah. Um, you'd imagine probably Grant's one, really, with what they've invested in him. Yeah. Um, well, you'd think that about Dean Garner as well, maybe. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you would. I mean, you would have before the change in system. Um, so it won't be. Look, the Kieran Gibbs situation. Um, what we, from what I understand, is that he is. He doesn't. How do you put it? Well, there's no way of saying it carefully, really. But he is one of those players who wants to be at a hundred percent if he's going to play. Mm. Um, on the one hand, and defending him, I think that is understandable because he's had a lot of injury setbacks in his career and the last thing he wants is to break down again um, and be out for a, a sustained period of time. So you can understand that. On the other hand, how many players actually play 100% fit every week? Yeah. Like, you do have to just carry those knocks. Um and then when you merge it together with the fact that Slavin Bilic is your manager, I mean, Slavin Bilic's career ended early because he played with an injury he shouldn't have. Now, yeah. maybe that should make him a bit more sympathetic to Kieran Gibbs. Yeah. I don't know. But can you... He, yeah, he's, he was a can proper you ever warrior, Bilic. Yeah, he was a foot, he, Bilic was never going to say, oh, I guess I'm going to sit this one out. I'm a bit sore, is he? Um, so I think, I personally think that's the reason why... Gibbs is not is slightly out of favour with Bilic. I don't think that uh, look Bilic in terms of his ability, he doesn't question Kieran Gibbs's ability. Like all of us, we all know that Kieran Gibbs is a fabulous footballer, um, a fabulous left back. But is he is he is he who you need in a relegation battle? I'm not. Mm. I'm not sure he is. Well, I tell you what, he is. He's a left back who can play left wing back. And Albion don't have a left wing back right now. Yeah, I mean it is it is alarming really that you've got a player of Kieran Gibbs's quality and you and you're playing Matt Phillips at left wing back. That is alarming. Mm. Um, Says a lot, doesn't it? But I actually thought Phillips did okay, you know. Yeah, he's always going to give you like that's the thing with with Matt Phillips. Like he can. I feel like he's versatile enough to, to do a job in, in most positions. Yeah, and he sent in some good crosses. Look, Furlong at the bar from his cross. Pereira sent a volley straight into the arms of the keeper from one of his crosses. It wasn't... Matt Phillips at left wing back wasn't why Albion got trounced yesterday. Yeah. Um, he did all right, but... There's no... In that role, Kieran Gibbs should be the better player. Just like if... Matt Phillips should be the better player on the right wing mm. compared to Kieran Gibbs. Like, it's just so yeah. It's, 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 it is crazy, really, especially when Gibbs is obviously one of the highest earners and one of the few players in the in the squad who have got genuine Premier League experience. Yeah, uh, Ronnie. With rugby referees, we have clarity about decisions uh, all on mic. Why can't football embrace communication with fans and decisions? This is something I've always wanted. Yeah, but they did trial it, didn't they? And it was an absolute disaster. Did they in the Premier League? Not in the Premier League. Not in the Premier League. Um, um, hang on, I just all it. you need to do when the referee's going over to the monitor or when they're discussing on VR, just stick it on the tannoy. 
Um, oh right, so oh what you want to hear the VAR? Just just so just so you, you've got some transparency, just so the referee can go look. Oh, I'll be well up for the VARs to be mic'd up. Yeah, because all you need then, right? Everyone, everyone's wondering what what of the VAR sent send Pereira off here. You'd 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 hear exactly what they've seen. They say, look, um, mate, I think you've missed this. It looks like he's kicked out of him. To me, it looks like he's kicked out of him. And then everyone knows. The fans in the ground when they're back will know. The the, the people at home watching on TV will know. They won't they won't hear. Oh, is this why he's getting the VAR out? And it's even better for for like for offsides and handballs where he goes. I think it's I think it's clipped his hand there. It's like, oh right, okay. We'll 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 have a look. We'll have a look. Get to, get to the screen. Just just stick it. It's going to take no more time, and it just makes it way more transparent. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, I'll be well up for that. I'll be well up for the for the ref and the for, and the VAR to be mic'd up. I'll be so you could hear their conversations. Yeah, it's it's I'd not like it's not that. like they're going to be, you know, slagging people off over it, is it? You can't have the referee mic'd up for when he's talking to players. Um, no, 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 no. Because that did happen. That was in. I just found it. It was in. It was in 1989, uh, and it was David Ellery. Remember him? He was like a head uh, yeah. teacher, wasn't he? Yeah. And he was mic'd up for a game, and like the language the players used. Look, we we all swear, but it was atrocious. Yeah. So, you, and in rugby, they do they do handle that better. I mean, yeah. I hate rugby. I genuinely think it's a sport for people who can't play football. Um, <laughs> Oh, I just don't get it. Um, and I went to uni, and I used to watch like the rugby initiations. Oh, mate! Um, and anyone who thinks I'm slagging off rugby, you'll know if you're a rugby player and you've been part of one of those initiations. They are grim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. They fun. are grim. Um, they are worse than what happens in football. Um, so, yeah, you can't mic them up. That you can't mic them up for players. Yeah, I mean, um, and I'm, I'm, you're gonna overhear stuff. It's just gonna happen, like because the players approach when the referee's going over to the monitor anyway, and he's just gonna say, "Look, go away." And if anything gets picked up, then it gets picked up. What of it? But for me, just being able to hear that conversation between the referee and the VAR. Yeah, I'd be well up for that. I, I would genuinely find that fascinating. I just think, uh, why wouldn't you do it? Give me one like... good reason not to. No, well, the only reason is that they don't like communicating do they officials they don't they're never interviewed are they I did I did just have a, someone told me why they weren't interviewed once they explained it to me and it was a really good reason I can understand that because you just you're putting a referee then on a pedestal where if they've got a decision wrong and they just admit it say that say they did a TV interview afterwards look I missed it then all of a sudden you've got everyone everyone and their dog saying he's not good enough for it he missed it completely. How can he be refereeing? When at the end of the day, no one's perfect. I can understand that. But VAR, it's physically impossible to miss it. Well, but there's unless, literally... Unless there's, you miss it. I, like can't, I can't see a downside to having that, that conversation just being made public. It would help everyone. Have you got a dog? No, nah, it's next doors. Yappy little thing. Oh, it's a proper yapper. Lola, it's called. Oh, wouldn't be happy about that. Nah, it's fine. It's, it, it used to be worse. It was, <laughs> used to be a puppy and it was well worse. But yeah, I can't see a downside to having um, that just stuck over the tunnel. I agree. I'm well up for that. 
Next one comes from Patrick Deguire. Um, I can't see us winning 10 games to stay in this league. I lose faith in a manager when he leaves out players like Robinson, like Grzycki, like Austin, like Gibbs, when we can't buy a win. We have a squad of 22, but some don't get a look in. So Patrick is one of the nicest guys on Twitter going. He's absolutely lovely, but he is billich out. <laughs> yeah, based in Thailand. <laughs> based in Thailand. I, I'll tell you what, I wish I was in Thailand right now. Um and he is very much he is Billich out, and I am very much Billich in. Um, uh, yeah, look, you don't have to win ten games. That's the bottom line. I've looked into it. I did a piece a couple of weeks ago. I actually think seven wins will be enough this season. Mm. You can get away with just seven games. It's not a lot of wins, um, but you could get away with that. It. It's percent seven or eight. Eight, you'd probably be enough. Eight, bizarrely, eight will probably be enough. So, Albion have somehow got to find seven more wins. Palace was an opportunity, it was. Newcastle's another opportunity. And every, as Billich would tell you, every game is an opportunity because they arguably could have beaten Tottenham and Man United yeah. and Chelsea. Um, so, that's the magic number, really, eight. If we all work to that, because um, that gives you a real fighting chance. Uh but I get it's, it's a valid point. Um, the, the Gibbs one we've talked about it is it is a strange decision. There's no doubt about it. Um, we've talked about Grzycki a lot. I, I'd like to see Grzycki involved more. Yeah. I would. Austin. I don't. I don't think he's a Premier League player now. I, I kind of agree. Um, is he going to offer something different? That's a question you've got to ask. Can he? Um, can he hold up the play as well as? Someone like Grant? Probably not. Is he's, he as mobile as someone like Grant? Probably not. I'd argue he's probably a better chance taker. But, I mean, we've not seen much of it. He's probably the best... I've got, I've got no doubt, really, he's probably the best finisher still at the club. Um, but... Albion aren't creating chances, really. They're not creating clear goal-scoring opportunities. Mm. And that's what he needs. Um... That's why I feel a bit sorry for Carlin Grant. Carlin Grant's coming for, for me. Carlin Grant starts the next game without a shadow of a doubt. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of talk of why is Grant playing over Robinson. For me, you're playing both. Yeah. Um, and for me, you stick with Grant as well because I, I don't see. I don't think it's. I don't think this is a Grant issue. Why he's underperforming, if you like, in inverted commas. I, I, I don't see the chances he's getting. Really, he had that one against Sheffield United. One or two sniffs against Sheffield United. But again, they are half chances. Yeah, it's very hard. It's not very often you see a striker able to just create goals out of nothing. Um, I don't think he's getting... I don't think the supply line's there for him. And I would be more... He will... The chances he has got, like the ones against... Sheff, like where, where Pereira slipped him in against Sheffield United and stuff. Austin's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. With the greatest respect, just because of, of, of his age and the miles he's got on, his, on the clock, really, he, he is, he's a predator, isn't he? he he's, a, he's a penalty box striker, really. So yeah. I just don't think Anna Boyan getting enough of the ball in those areas for Austin to feature at the minute. But it was quite encouraging to see him on the bench. I, I, there's always part of me that thinks that Austin, in a two, could do something. And that's a fair comment as well, because we haven't seen him in a two very often. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't. I don't even know if we've seen him in a two at all, really, at Albion. Unless he's been chasing the game late on, throwing, throwing, rolling the dice. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, 
Blues last season when he turned it on. He was in a two then, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was. I was yeah, I think he I was. I mean, it was a very weird formation. Yeah, but I mean, he'll he'll argue. Put me in a two. I mean, he'll obviously back himself. He's a confident chap, and he's got he's got the pedigree to to say this. Stick me in, in a two. See what happens. Yeah, and he probably and with how Robson Carno injured, it would be it would be interesting to see how he does in a two. Yeah, I I, I agree. I do agree. I, I do. We'll see. Craig Russell, um, the team had no momentum and confidence coming into this season after a poor run of results to limp over the line last season. How much do you think this has impacted our start to this campaign? I do actually think it has impacted them. I do. I I'd wonder. Ag- I'd agree there, yeah. I wonder, you know when Albion was sensational in the first 20 games of last season? Mm-hmm. If the team, if the season ended after 20 games and they came up after that, I wonder if they just have a bit more belief. Yeah. And then even if like it ended when lockdown happened, because they were sensational again. It was it was it was a it was a more efficient sensational. But I genuinely, bar Swansea at home when Pereira was magical, my favourite performances last season were Bristol City and Millwall away. Yeah. They weren't quite as like swashbuckling, but they were. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I just wonder the fact that they clearly... I've said it a million times, haven't I? This team's too nice. They are too nice. To, it sounds like I'm just ripping off Jose Mourinho from the um, Amazon Prime documentary. <laughs> yeah. But they are really nice. Like, mm. you sit... Darnell Furlong, he's a nice lad. You sit down with him, nice lad. Really nice lad. Carl Bartley, lovely bloke. <laughs> really, really nice. Jake Livermore... Couldn't meet anyone. He's he is top. As they are such good people, and you just like they they obviously things do weigh on them, and that is why Billich has brought it up so many times about the belief and the confidence, and they're just they're not arrogant. Yeah. There's, people say I read something that, that people say Charlie Austin's got like um, a charming arrogance. Well, like. It's like belief, really. Yeah. And you just feel like some of these really nice players are lacking that little bit of belief. Like, this is it. Like, you look at someone, and I'm not saying that anyone in the squad is, is on this player's level. You look at Jamie Vardy. He's not out there to make friends. On the football yeah. pitch, he must be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Wanted to, I wanted to use another word there, which I can't use. But you can imagine the one I'm thinking. He is just... I mean, you just wouldn't want to play against him. You wouldn't want to talk to him. And you know full well if he scores, he's going to rub it in your face. Yeah, it'd be an absolute nightmare. And that is where it, it separates a lot of players, doesn't it? Because he'll think, I've missed a chance. Screw it, I'll take the next one, I'll let him know. Whereas another player will miss a chance and go, Oh, I've missed that chance. And then they're down for 10 minutes. I just think, like... I'm using Dan Furlong as an example. I don't keep meaning to bring, bring him up. But, like, what you're talking about there with Vardy, like, I reckon if you're a, a right a left-winger, yeah, and you're playing against Darnell Furlong, 
Yeah. You'll think, right, he's quick. He's good in the air. He's like... like but you look at his strengths and like, right, I've got to work... This, this is how I get the better of him. Or these are the things I've got to watch out for him. I don't mm. think you'll say... He's an absolute prick to play against. Yeah, like he's 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 constantly in my ear, or yeah, he's, he's constantly he's going to be like giving me little kicks here and there because he's just yeah. not that kind of player. And I think the same it's the same with Carl Bartley, really. And I think it's the same. With, I think it's the same with Jake. Like Jake's got a bit more like bite about him. Um, but do you, it's not. It sounds. It sounds. It's massive. It sounds like a real criticism to say they're too nice, but I could. And, that, and I think that stems from the belief thing. I really do. Mm. They're not arrogant at all. They're not. Um, and they need a bit of air. Yeah. And, I, and that, and I do think this comes from last season. I do, I do think. I think the, the points valid. I do. I think last season they stumbled over the line. Let's be honest. I think there was valid reasons for that. And look, as soon as the pressure got on Brentford, they crumbled. Um, I think Albion did really well to get over the line. It wasn't pretty, and it was a bit of a stumble, but they got the job done. But I do think there's a hangover from it. Mm. I do. I do. And I think there's a hangover because they're too nice. Yeah, I agree. Uh, John Hughes, our defence this season hasn't been anywhere near Prem standard. Is the issue due to the standard of defenders we have at the club, or is it due to tactics and coaching? If it's a latter, do you think Billich should bring someone in to help him with this part of our game? I... I, I... I honestly, I don't know how to answer that question because on one hand, I think is that an overreaction to a dreadful 45 minutes against Crystal Palace with 10 men? Mm. On the other hand, I think they've only, and you can say they've only conceded one against Tottenham, one against Man United, one against, none against Sheffield United in the three previous games before that. So two goals in three games is not bad at all, especially when you're playing against Harry Kane. Mm. but then obviously the flip side again is Sam Johnson has made a lot of saves yeah um, a lot of saves I don't I genuinely hand on heart I've said it a million times think Billich one of the big ticks in his box for him this season is I think the longer the season's gone on the harder Albion have become to play against I said before I think a lot of that is down to the 3-5-2 um, I do genuinely believe that second half against Palace is an anomaly. Um, that you've got a caveat. To me, I don't even, honestly. It sounds stupid, but I barely count it because of that red card. Mm. I just, I just don't think the mindset of the players. Uh, it shouldn't have gone, but it did go. And yeah. I just think basically, once it went, anything that happened on the pitch after that is kind of neither here nor there. Really, when you've got players like Easy and Zahar playing as they were playing. Um, so I stand by what I say I still think Albion are getting harder to beat um, uh, see how it goes Look, the next couple of games are massive aren't they yeah they're, they're huge and I'm just going to get on to that because first first of all if you can as quick as you can will West Brom be, appear, be appealing Pereira's red card that's been asked by a load of people I'm not I, I, I'm honestly trying to find out today um, I'm not Billich said yes at the end of the game, but I'm trying to find out for sure if they are. Yeah. Um, I'm not had an answer to that yet. Mm. Um, uh, and then other questions, kind of looking toward Newcastle. Um, is the game going to go ahead? And all Albion fans kind of 
Adds a nice touch to this question. Newcastle's the only away ground where I've been to the corporate section for a match and it was nice. I also think the away end may be my favourite. Uh, where does the media section and ground rank with you guys? Um, I don't like St James Park. For I've never been. So the people are lovely and the media facility, is, it's in terms of the press room, which unfortunately I don't think you'll get to use, is brilliant and the food's really nice. Honestly, the people are the nicest people I've dealt with. Them and Swansea. A borough as well are quite nice, but I mean they're and unbelievably welcoming. Nice. They know full well you've you've come a long way, and they're very nice to you. Um, but my God, the press seats there—you've got these plastic covers to stop the rain because you're so low down, and it's great being low down and close to the pitch. But they're not big enough for a regular laptop, so you've kind of got to have your laptop half open and you've got to crouch down to look at it. It's just a nightmare. And then if it is raining, then plastic things get wet and you can't look through the plastic things. It's just a nightmare. Really? Yeah. Lovely place. Lovely city. You always love Newcastle. Lovely people. But just the press box is an absolute nightmare. You'll see what I mean. If you're sat in it. I don't know whether you will be sat in it. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I might be moved, mightn't I? Yeah. Yeah, never been. But I am looking forward to going because for that reason, because I've never been. Oh, other thing. The parking as well. You park at like the hospital, which is like a 10-minute walk away, which is actually okay in decent weather, but not not in the middle of December, I don't think it is. That's true. Was there another part to that question? I think it was the first part. Yeah, the first part is, is the game going to go ahead? <laughs> Which is probably uh, more important. <laughs> yeah, a lot more important. Um, still don't know. So, from literally, as everyone would have probably read by now, um, Newcastle didn't train today. They were, they were expecting to, Monday. Today was the day they were all due back, and they've had to postpone it again. I mean, they've already missed the one game, the Villa game. I think, basically... I think if they train on, I think it would be later. It's not going to be later in the week until we find out. And I think if Newcastle train Thursday, it'll go ahead. Yeah. Um, Is it unfair for them though? Because at the moment, players. I mean, I know they'll be training from home, but every manager in the league will say it's not the same. I've got too much to worry about with Albion's season than to give us stuff, whether it's fair or not for Newcastle. Mm. I just want Albion. I just want Albion to win the game. Like if, it, if, it's any, if this means the better chance for Albion to win the game, let's play it. Um, but I suppose the bigger risk is if there's if there's an outbreak, and I know they they'll test the players beforehand. But say one of the test pants comes back negative, and he picks it up, and then it gets passed to an Albion player. Yeah, but they will all be tested. They're, everyone on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, that's a valid point. I mean, that's what people. Are, yeah. That's a valid. I've not really looked into that to be honest, but it's a valid point. It's the last thing we need is Alvin again. They've already had their fifteen cases or whatever they yeah. had. A couple. Of, uh, pro- they're, they're half of them are probably all immune. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's probably sixty forty. It will go ahead. You know. You reckon? But it, as as of we sit here now, five to three on Monday, I put the balance of probability just in just in of playing. But okay. only just. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it gets called off. Do you reckon, let's say it goes ahead, Newcastle obviously haven't played in a while. Is this a positive or a negative for Albion? Because you could argue that Newcastle will be more well-rested, but will they be sharp? I I, th- I, I, I think it's a positive. We all, we all saw after lockdown, I mean, that was a longer time, wasn't it? But yeah. it's all about match sharpness for me. Um all about match sharpness, so you know, I personally think it will benefit benefit Albion. 
if they're a little bit rusty. Mm. And any changes? Of, of course, if if Pereira doesn't doesn't have a review of his red card, then obviously they're going to have to make a change. Yeah. Um, yeah. If pro- <laughs> Do you think Robinson, Robinson's got to come in for me? Oh, Robinson's got to come in for Dean Garner. That's a given. Um, if Pereira can't play, then... Do you put Sawyers in the 10? Sawyers in the 10. Oh, oh that's a... Li- so keep it 3 four, one, two. Yeah. And put, like, Gallagher and Livermore together. Yeah. And Sawyers as a 10. And then... Yeah, I like it. Could be on something. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not doing well with Solio Moors, but I'm telling you, I'll come up with good ideas. Yeah, good ideas. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Wouldn't be or, against it. Wouldn't be against it. Or do you put Robinson in the 10 and then have Carl and Grant and Chazza? <laughs> And this is why you're not doing well at Sully Hill Moors. Um, only joking, only joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think Austin hasn't played a lot of football, to be fair. So, I'm open. I'll tell you what, nil, if it's nil-nil after 60 minutes... Then then I'm happy for him to come on. Roll the dice. Go for it. Who's going to get you a goal? Charlie Austin? Um, but 3 4 one, two, size as a 10 is definitely a, an option. And I feel really bad saying this. Really bad saying it. Because I feel like all I do is knock him and I really, really don't mean to. But I probably would go Kieran Gibbs at left wing back over Matt Phillips. I would as well. Just purely for... It's, it, it, I mean, he's left-footed. He's left-footed. I mean, he's left-footed and it's his position. For crying <laughs> out loud. You're, if, like, it's going to get to a point where they're going to stick... They're going to play Charlie Austin there. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, I mean, I'm joking, but <laughs> for me... You're obsessed with Austin in this podcast. Yeah, I am. Um, for me, Kieran gives it a left back. If he's, if he is fit, play him there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So three changes. Because let's be honest, Pereira's not going to get his red card overturned. I don't see happen. it. I don't Ain't going to happen. Yeah, I don't see it. So for me, I'd... I would mix it up, but then if you mix it up and it doesn't work, then it's you know it's not my neck on the chopping chopping block, is it? Yeah. Uh, so it's all it's all well and good me saying yeah, throw this player in, yeah, throw this player in. I don't know the situation of the player. I don't know if he wants to play in that position. I don't know if he's even fit and able to play in that position. But for me, it just it would offer something a bit different. And I think Newcastle are a team that you can go and you know you can get a result there. Definitely, Carl Darlow's have been their best player this season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, right, that just about does this, mate, unless you've got anything else to add. No, mate. Um, no, I was, I was expecting one more. Um, no, all good, mate, all good. Big game, isn't it? Big game. Massive game. Are you looking forward to that four-hour drive? Is it four hours? I mean, last time I went, it was long. Let me let me quickly get Google Maps up, just, just, to, just to get your... I'll do it, hang on, Telford to Newcastle. Oh, yeah. it's going to be quicker for you. Three hours forty. It's not that much quicker, mate. I mean, I'm an I'm a full hour away from you as well. Um. Yeah, long old way. Oh, if I was going three hours fifty nine minutes. 
And that is like perfect traffic as well. Are you definitely not coming? No, I can't come. Uh, day off? No, I'm working. But because you've got Wolves Villa at 12.30. So initially, like my work, were gonna, Nathan was going to send me there. But then because the game got moved to 12.30 instead of 3pm, they're going to kick me out before obviously your game kicks off. Oh, right. So I've got to stay at home and cover them all. Stay at home. Standard. I'm, I wish I could be at the game, mate. Would be good. We can't go together, though, can we? So, I'm, I'm just hoping, James, just, I'm just praying. When is Chelsea away? I don't know. Let's I'm not just, worry about that now. I'm just trying to spot it. Let's give um, our listeners the, the end before they just turn off anyway. Third. Wait, wait. 3rd of April. Third Let things be back to normal, 3rd of April. And I'll tell you what, there's a chance. There's That's a the chance. the only way we'll get Luke Hatfield to do a proper, a proper day's work if there's a banquet of food waiting for him. What are you on about? I did Southampton. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> there was no food there. Right, okay, that does just about does this. Um, right, uh, as always, we'll hope for a good performance from the Albion. Hopefully we're talking about three points next week. But from me, from Joe, a fond farewell. Farewell.